So the statement that certainly seems correct to say is that in order to lead a productive uh, life, I need energy. And in order to change myself, I need energy. And in order to do something and get something off the ground, whether it's a business idea or a personal uh, project or, a, or an effort to develop myself, I need energy. And if I don't have the energy, nothing is going to happen. But what does that really concretely mean? And if we can understand that, hopefully we can figure out how to address uh, uh, the root cause uh, of that which is needed for any and all efforts uh, uh, right? and, and without which we cannot move ahead at all. So uh, we can ask in the physical sense, what is energy? And there's, it would appear on the, the, uh, the, the surface in a textbook, we can find an answer, right? In the physics textbook, but uh, on a philosophical level, it's not necessarily clear what is meant uh, uh, by the term uh, energy. We see in our experience uh, uh, phenomenon uh, uh, that are logically interconnected. Uh, uh, for example, <laughs> I need to put something into my car that's called gasoline in order to uh, for it to go. And there's terms to describe why and what then occurs and combustion and this and that. And yet on the deepest level of un uh, uh, concerning uh, what is really matter, what is really stuff in our experience, we don't know why in the world uh, uh, that works or anything else uh, uh, like that works, right? But uh, maybe a, a broad conceptual way to, 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 to put it is that, uh, uh, you know, if we consider the content of uh, our experience to be uh, uh, to, to, to exist on the same footing of knowledge to be a series of appearances, then uh, they need they function according to to rules and regularities and patterns and certain conditions need to be fulfilled uh, so as that certain things occur for uh, a rock that's lodged uh, behind the, uh, another rock to roll down the hill, it has to be unlodged. And once it's unlodged, it makes sense that it'll fall. You throw a, a, a baseball, again, just conceptually, philosophically speaking, it seems to be you impart, uh, you, you uh, uh, transfer a, a certain amount of impetus uh, uh, to, to move ahead to, uh, from your arm to the baseball. And, and then as it's going forward, this, this impetus, it has to dissolve. Right, so if it encounters an, uh, 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 um, something in the way, then either that impetus, uh, again, just these are somewhat outdated, <laughs> if not archaic term, that impetus then uh, uh, either uh, uh, kind of, uh, if it's stronger than the impetus, then it takes it and it does, and it, uh, uh, what's the word, dissipates or it uh, it spreads throughout, right? For example, it, it, it hits a wall and then the impetus is, uh, it finds its remainder in the motion of the baseball. For example, the baseball bounces off the wall, right? If it's not strong enough, then, for example, a window. Hopefully, a baseball is staying far away from any windows, but if it's not strong enough, then uh, the impetus uh, leads to the appearance uh, of, uh, or to the outcome of, the the window breaking, meaning it goes into uh, the uh, one appearance of the baseball uh, uh, breaks apart the other appearance uh, of the window visually and and tangibly, and we have to remember those are different senses too. That's a different conversation. But anyhow, uh, so it's just to say that we can't really uh, just uh, use this word assuming that it's totally defined and totally clear in the physical mechanical sciences, and then try to apply it to uh, uh, ourself. 
which is something that we sometimes hear, right? The analogies between, supposed analogies between the physical sciences and, 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 and psychology. Oh, just like there's energy there. We don't know really what energy in that sense means. But uh, uh, the good thing is that uh, we can examine uh, as it concerns our, our psychology. We can examine things from the inside out as opposed to just from the outside in, trying to figure out what's going on. Again, just to speak like that inside in, outside out, whatever, uh, outside in. But um, and, and consequently, we can try to clarify something uh, uh, with firsthand knowledge. So here in the general uh, uh, arena indicated by terms such as energy, what, 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 what do we have? So um, the idea uh, seems to be that another word here for energy would be motive. If I have the motive to do something, then I, I uh, uh, and it's a sufficient motive of sufficient strength, and there's no counter motives. Not only may I do it, but I have to do it. I will do it because that appears to be how my will to so say works. So, for example, if I'm walking down the street and I have um, a, 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 an empty water bottle or a piece of uh, wrapper from a candy or something like this, and I'm about to throw it out, and somebody comes up to me and it's like, I'm going to give you $100 for this empty water bottle. The question is, do I, it, 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 may I accept the offer or do I have to accept it? So first of all, we have to rule out uh, to an, in every sort of way any possible counter motive. For example, I have some kind of emotional connection with this water bottle, right? It's my pet water bottle. I, I would never give it away. For a million dollars. In fact, we see that might sound funny, but it's not funny if you replace the water bottle with a stuffed animal, right? There's kids that certainly would not give away their stuffed animal, possibly even for a million dollars. Because they wouldn't even understand what a million dollars is, but would never give away their stuffed animal. But just to say, right? So I have to rule out that I have an emotional or that the person has an emotional connection with the water bottle. Then you have to rule out maybe something like suspicion. You think, okay, this is too good to be true. I give this person a hundred dollars to the water bottle. It's probably a string attached. It might be for a prank video. They might ask me to sign papers that I can then be on the YouTube video. I don't want that. So we have to rule out any suspicions that there's strings attached to which can serve as counter motives. So we rule that out and any other potential factors such as, uh, you know, I, I believe in, in recycling and I want to make sure to recycle. I don't know if you'll recycle it. I'm not going to give it to you for $100. I want to reuse it later. I'm running a marathon. I need this water bottle for hydration. Basically, obviously, there's a certain, there's a wide range of, of uh, substantially enough wide range of possible counter motives. But if in theory we were to rule all of them out, uh, and, and also uh, further, we have to clarify that money means something to this person, right? Uh, it's not like in that movie. What is it um, uh, the, where the guy from Australia comes the, in the city and he doesn't know uh, anything about uh, necessarily about civilization? And it's not something like that. Oh, what is this hundred dollar? What I, I have a, an object here and you're giving me a piece of paper. I don't need this. We roll these things out. I value money. I value a hundred dollars. I want to spend it. I'm going to spend it for a, maybe a nice dinner and pay my bills, whatever it is. Here's just a water bottle that I want to throw out. Assuming again, all, all these things are set in line. The idea is I have to give you the, the, the water bottle. I have to because I have more of a motive to so do, right? I'm not afraid to then say I have every reason to give you the water bottle, but no reason at all not to. And we mean none, including deep, deep psychological issues, some kind of superstition, who knows what, none. And I'm still not going to give it to you. Why? 
just because. That just because would have to be for a motive in itself, including it could be simply stubbornness, it could be self-will, it could be whatever, but it would have to be some sort of motive. And if there's no such motive, then I have to give you the bottle. So that's an idea that, 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 that we have to, or that's something that we really have to keep in mind. But now we would ask, uh, 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 what motives act upon us? What determines what I find appealing or not? And here, an answer uh, or a way to think about it might be that what determines it is my self-conception and the objectives relevant to that self-conception. Meaning, uh, uh, I see that, uh, you know, if I have a little memory, I can think back and think, okay, once I was five, once I was 10, if I'm not now those ages, once I was 15, 20, if I'm not now those ages, all that, right? And, and now I'm whatever age that I am. And yet, excuse me, I have certainly changed, hopefully a lot, and hopefully for the better, but I've definitely changed and certainly physically from when I was little. And yet I still say it's me, right? We speak to a person, say 120 years old. Do you remember when you were five? Some, some yes, many no, but some, some yes, I do remember. Was that you? Or was that a totally different person? That's that's me. <laughs> of course, it's me. Uh, it was, that's that's when I was five years old. Well, now I'm 120, right? Uh, so we see that uh, uh, I uh, we consider that to be ourself, and consequently, we would say that what I am in the in the way that that was me then and here I am now, isn't wasn't synonymous with a five year old, and it's not synonymous with a 120 year old, right? And and, and yet, while I was a five year old, I conceived myself to be a five year old. And now I can see myself to be 120 years old, right? Uh, or for example, I um, I have a certain job and I really uh, associate with it. I really uh, like it. You know, I'm a salesperson and I feel it deep in my bones. So consequently, I conceive my whole self, at least while on the job, as a salesperson. I conceive my whole self as a mother, as a father, right? As a son, as a daughter. I conceive my whole self as a friend as a family member, as a neighbor, as somebody interested in such and such, as somebody that has these uh, um, uh, interests, these political issues, these philosophical views, all these different things. I conceive myself in different ways. And then I, somehow I am aware of the objectives that will lead to the fulfillment of the given self-conception. Even if I'm not conscious of those objectives, many, uh, uh, even if I couldn't tell you them, Myself. So, for example, I conceive myself uh, as a salesperson, and I am conscious of the fact that for me to succeed as a salesperson, I need to make sales. For me to fail as a salesperson, I need to not make sales. I conceive myself as a politician. For me to succeed as a politician, I need to win elections, and for me to fail is to not win elections. This I understand, but further, I conceive myself in a certain psychological way. And consequently, I understand unconsciously, chances are, and certainly if I haven't taken the time to think about it, what it is, how the world has to be like, how people have to treat me, what I have to do or not do for me to feel self-satisfied in the way that I, I conceive myself. For example, uh, I, I, um, you know, I'm a somewhat vain person. I value uh, uh, my looks. So I understand that if you uh, say, hey, What's up, good looking? That's a compliment. I feel good. I might blush a little bit. Somebody says, hey, you don't look good. That's an insult, right? I get it. I don't have to think about it. And yet I know that based on how I think of myself, this is good. This is bad. This leads to self-satisfaction, the compliment. This leads to self-nullification and pain, right? 
I, I, you uh, uh, come up to a person, you know, uh, hopefully as a prank or something, say something mean or, or, or insulting, like uh, I'm going to smack you or you look uh, bad or something. This The person doesn't have to think. I don't have to then think, wait a second, who am I? I am a person. This is a person. Uh, I have certain physical interests such as to not get hurt. This person is using the, a given language to indicate the, the, their will towards me. All of these super complicated dynamics that there's probably been hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pages written about what is language, how does it relate to experience, how do we make predictions, how do we understand, all these things that nobody's necessarily clear about. And yet, I know whether or not you've insulted me and whether or not what you've said is good for me or bad for me, right? Based on my self-conception and the relevant objectives there. We see this in animals, right? We don't need to, uh, 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 you know, you hunk at a, a deer. A deer doesn't need to think, okay, I am a deer, right? And you, you've honked at me, which means you've threatened me you, 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 or you're, uh, you're, you know, you've, uh, you're annoying me, so I'm going to run. It just happens, but it's based on the given self-conception, and the self that is being so conceived cannot be synonymous with the self-conception, as, as we hopefully made the point. Meaning, in the plain sense, uh, I, I, I say, I was myself when I was five and now I'm 120. Well, the myself that, that is the same wasn't the five-year-old. Otherwise, I, I would in no way, shape, or form now say that that was me. Right? Maybe somebody would say that. That's completely not me. Uh, nothing at all, but most people wouldn't. Say that was me, but it was a five-year-old me. So the me that it was, wasn't five years old. The me that it was is the same me that I have now. <laughs> it was just conceived in terms of a five-year-old. So we see here again that based on, on present uh, uh, reasoning, uh, at least abstractly so, uh, uh, I have a given self-conception. And I have given objectives uh, that... Uh, uh, are pertinent to the self-conception and consequently what a motive is for me is that which will satisfy me as I am conceiving myself. Meaning that which will lead to me feeling as whole and as adequate and as superior uh, and, and as free and, and as competent as I as possible based on who I think I am, which is the key. Again, I'm a politician. My motives are relevant to being a politician, when we say that, that's that also a point. That's the difference between acting and reality. I can act as if in a movie I'm a politician, but I'm not really because I don't really want to win elections, right? Same thing. I can somebody can get me into politics and I can kind of play along, but if I don't really want to win, I'm not really a politician. It's not my real self-conception, right? Meaning uh, those objectives don't really apply to me, right? I can play the part of an athlete as if I was a competitor, right? But if I don't really want to win, I don't really want to succeed. I'm not really conceiving myself as a competitor. I'm just acting. I'm just putting on the front. So that's the difference. A real self-conception is totally sincere. It's totally real, right? I conceive myself as um uh, 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 in a certain type of psychological way, not because I'm acting, not because I'm thinking, okay, how would a person with this conflict or this neuroses or this anxiety act? Let me think about, it. oh, like that? Okay, I'll act like that too. No, it's totally sincere. This is how I am. I have this fear. I have this conflict or I have the strength, uh, also this positive thing, right? Uh, somebody that really truly self-conceives as a, a, a parent isn't thinking, excuse me, 
uh, uh, right? Uh, how would a parent uh, uh, love their children? Does a parent love their children? Yes. Well, I guess I will too. Let me try. That's possible, but then it wouldn't be a, a, a totally genuine uh, uh, parent self-conception. Totally genuine self-conception is where the love is 100% sincere. It's 100% natural. I don't have to act and think, okay, how would I, what would it be like to love my child? We get the point? So we have to, to, to not conflate acting or, or putting on a different a, a given self-conception and a real self-conception, which goes deep, deep down. I'm totally conceiving myself in these terms all the way, right? As opposed to just fronting, right? Somebody with a, a mentality uh, uh, that would be classified as, you know, a kind of a, a thug mentality, a gangster mentality, if it's not all the way down, if I'm just fronting, if I'm just putting on an act, when things get too real, I'm bailing. Okay, okay, relax. I'll give you my stuff. It's no big deal, whatever. But if I really conceive myself in those terms, I'm, I'm going to give my life for it, right? As we see, not, not a few amount of people have given their life for, for their pride, for their self-image, because if it's a real self-conception, it's not an act, and I'll never give it up, at least not like that, maybe over time, but certainly not in the moment, right? I'm not going to just say, okay, I was playing that I'm a tough guy or girl. Here's here's my here's my wallet. Here's all my stuff. You know, no, I'll, I'll rather die than to, to be made to be look a fo- uh, made to, to look foolish or something like this. We get the point. So there's that difference. But if I have <coughs> excuse me a real self conception, then those the objectives that are pertinent to it regulate how uh, uh, regulate myself, my overall self state. I conceive myself as a salesperson. I make a sale. Uh, I feel good. I don't make a sale. Ooh, things are bad. I conceive myself as a politician. I've won an election. Everything is great, wonderful, amazing. I don't win an election. Everything is dark. The whole world is dark. I conceive myself as a parent. My child uh, is doing great, got uh, great grades at school. Amazing. I feel good, fundamentally. My child got bad grades, got in trouble, got a detention. I feel bad fundamentally we see because those are the objectives pertinent to the given self-conception and, and consequently they gain the power to regulate the entirety of my self-state of how i feel about myself not just in a compartmentalized however you pronounce it matter right this little part of me but the, my whole me if it's a real self-conception if i totally sincerely conceive myself let's say as a competitor in every deep down to my bones and i lose right? Or I don't perform the way I wanted to. All of me feels bad. It's not a part of me. It's not like, okay, this part, but then I'm also really thrilled. All of me feels bad because this is how I'm conceiving myself, right? So that's the idea. So anyhow, we would say, what is a motive? A motive is that which uh, 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 appeals to the given self-conception based on the relevant uh, objectives. I am um, uh, uh, a seller of goods. The, what, what's a motive for me is to sell goods, I am a, a person that needs to complete these tasks. The, what, uh, the motive for me is to complete these tasks. I am a person uh, uh, that uh, is, um, uh, you know, running a marathon. The motive for me is to, to, to run and, and to run this marathon because that's the objective part in it too, the given self-conception or the given role, right? Meaning I have, uh, just briefly, I have a, a, a psychological, physical self-conception or physiological. I feel a certain type of way. I have a certain type of temperament and personality that interacts with uh, or feeds into higher, more sophisticated self-conceptions that I formed in key de- developmental times. 
those interact and feed into other self-conceptions concerning other people, concerning my roles in society. But basically, the same self that I was, am, and will be is conceived in different terms based on so, 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 so many factors and, and so on with the so's. My, so many different factors. And, and whatever objectives are then pertinent serve a, as motives for me. So that can be a, a first person uh, analysis of what we would colloquially call energy. What does it mean to have energy? When I have a motive that is appealing to me in my context, right? Based on my self-conception. For example, I, uh, I'm laying on the couch. Here's $100. And I say, I have no energy to get up. Meaning I have no motive to get up. Somebody says, here's $100 to go uh, walk to, to the wall and back. Of course, I'll probably do it again. Presuming that I value those things, all those kinds of things. I'll do it. Because that serves as a motive for me based on my present self-conception. Somebody that likes money, somebody that wants money, this and that. Right? I have no energy to uh, uh, to, to, to go work out. Ah, but that's right. We don't want to jump ahead. So that's the question. How do I have more energy? How do I uh, uh, develop the, the energy to do things in life? So based on uh, the analysis given approximately, uh, we would say that uh, in order for uh, a motive to work for me, I have to change my self-conception uh, uh, to be such that a given motive appeals to it. Meaning, let's say that uh, I am... Um, uh, I hate money, right? For whatever reason, I hate money. And somebody says, here's a, a $100 to go do something. I'll say, no, I'll extra not do it because I hate money. So for that, for the $100 to serve as a motive, for it to give me energy to do something, I have to change my self-conception to be a person such that he or she likes money, right? Let's say that uh, uh, um, uh, I want to gain the energy and the motivation to work out. If I don't currently have that energy and that motivation, that means that based on my current self-conception, that these motives are irrelevant to me. I'm the kind of person that derives his or her self-esteem from maybe work or personal life, whatever it might be, not from working out. So when you tell me, ah, you can have big biceps, big triceps, you can have less belly fat, you can be in shape, it means nothing to me. It doesn't speak to me because it's irrelevant to my self-conception. Right, so for for that to speak to me, I would have to change my self conception to be one such that that these things do serve as motives. Right, I'm a person with a body, and, and I'm better when I have a better body, and I'm worse when I have a worse body. And all of a sudden, I will be intrinsically motivated to have the best body I can because now I'm thinking of myself as a body, right, and, and so forth and so on. So basically, uh, the the deeper theme is that. What I really truly want is I want to feel like myself, as we mentioned, in, in essence, fundamentally, I want to feel, as we said, whole, adequate, um, free, all these different things. And I find different ways to so do based on the self-conceptions that I naturally, unconsciously fall into. I'm a certain kind of person. Certain things appeal to me and certain things don't. But I never, I don't recall ever choosing the kind of person that I am. It, I naturally grew into myself to so say. Uh, uh, with time, right? Based on, again, a bajillion different factors. And now I have a certain psychological profile. Uh, I have a certain self-conception and consequently certain motives work for me and certain ones don't. Now, if that self-conception is such that uh, 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 positive motives uh, work on me, well, then that's great. And then I'm naturally driven to, to go and fulfill myself and be whole and be adequate by the way of what I'm doing, right? By the way of 
activity in the world by the way of uh, uh, personal activity with family, all, all these kinds of things. But if I see that uh, uh, nothing appeals to me, I don't the motives do not act upon me. It means that my the unconscious or the self conception that I have unconsciously naturally formed is such that these th- these things do don't serve as motives for me. I don't care to be successful. I don't care to to be fit. I don't care to have a family, right? So what do I need to do? I can take an energy drink. I can watch a motivational video and find if it works to some extent, great. Another thing I can do is work on becoming conscious of who it is that I am and and how do I modify my self-conception to be one which compels me to, uh, to succeed, right? Because if I, again... I conceive myself as a a, a salesperson. I naturally want to make sales because I want to feel whole and adequate. I don't have a choice about it. We say, uh, again, (laughs) that uh, all the animals and insects do the same thing, right? And seemingly with no return. Uh, Look at the um, immense amounts of effort that, uh, uh, say, insects spend on on continuing uh, their, their way of life. For how many countless generations have ants done their thing, right? Uh, Totally without any acknowledgement, without any reward, without any plaques, without any recognition. And yet they do their thing. They work hard. They sacrifice everything to to serve their kind. Why? Uh, We don't want to get too off track or get too uh, kind of uh, 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 abstract or, or hypothetical here. But in line with what we've been saying, it would seem to be that they're the sole self-conception concerns the, the, the little body of, of the ant. And consequently, there's no choice but to do that. The animals and insects don't choose to do what they do. as They, they don't have, it's a different also conversation, but they have, they, it's not voluntary. They have to do what they do. They're locked in on a, on a certain course and they will necessarily follow it. Excuse me. <clears throat> without any kind of rational uh, awareness, without any kind of... Um, Conscious uh, consciousness of it. So we see likewise with ourselves that if, in fact, um, we have an adequate self-conception, we naturally live life without any kind of uh, voluntary uh, voluntariness, if that's a word, about it. Meaning, I can give justification and say I'm working because I want to retire one day on the beach or because I want to provide for my family or this or that. But the reality is I work and do what I do, at least in my state of nature, because that's what I do. That's the objectives that my given natural self-conception demands or calls for. And I have to, to seek to fulfill myself, to satisfy myself in light of those objectives that are pertinent to me. Whether I think I want to or not. I do want to because that's what I do. I may say no, I don't want to, but different discussion. But um, So that's the idea. So if I can change my self-conception to one which demands certain things from me, I'll naturally uh, and necessarily move in a certain direction. But obviously we would say there's an even higher, better thing to to strive for, which is freedom from my unconscious uh, uh, natural self-conception. And if I can attain this freedom, then I can really have the motive to, excuse me, to aim for the highest aims in life and to have the energy to, to do whatever it is that my rational intellect tells me I need to do. But for me, to change this self-conception and to, and to, and to make it conscious, right? I do need to to, re, to, to to become conscious. I need to figure out who it is that I am in this natural sort of way. What is the psychological or the psychophysiological to so say self-conception 
uh, which I'm bound to at present. And then I need to develop my uh, rational faculties of thought to create a separation between myself and the rest of the animals and insects, which we see I have no choice because they don't have, excuse me, they don't have the rational mind. They don't have the ca- the capacities of thought. So they, they're stuck. They're, they're, they're totally enslaved to their present patterns. They can't do anything about it. But if we can, we are also. But if we can develop our rational capacities of mind, if we can learn how to think and reason in, in a genuine human way, we can attain the real consciousness, real self-consciousness, then we can free ourselves from the limiting self-conceptions and use our mind to determine uh, what objectives uh, uh, will, will fully or will optimally lead to the highest degree of what we really truly want, which is to feel like ourselves, right? To feel whole and complete and free and all these things. And we can move in that direction as it concerns ourselves, as it concerns other people, and have all the energy that we could ever ask for. All right? So there's some ways to think about it. Thank you for listening.